You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Coming off a huge, oh my, massive win against uh, the San Jose Sharks. Um, but of course, there's so much more to talk about today. Uh, as everybody wants to talk, Bo Horvat and Dylan Larkin. Uh, and Mike, it's already, it's already in the chat. Danimals is aboard. I'm not sold on Horvat. <clears throat> He's overperforming. Uh, Jim. Uh, should sign with the wings eight year term eight and a half mil uh, likely front loaded and then uh, Jim turns in these couple of ditties here Horvat 619 games played 416 points and uh, Jim's next comment <clears throat> Larkin 549 games played 400 points Jim was I, saving that one we're already, big, we're already hot in the comments for so point like number it. 400 last night yeah yeah, Jim, uh, Dan, thanks for coming aboard, dudes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, we've got that queued up for today. We've got some stuff, uh, you know, like analytics we want to go over for the Horvat and the Larkin conversations. Um, you know, I, I, I think we've talked before, Mike, when it comes to like Red Wings prospects um, and like how tough it is to find an NHL center and even the guys like you made fun of me a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of telling you like, Hey, look at all these guys have played center, you know, in Europe and in their junior days. And then it's like, well, yeah, but they're not, they're not successful NHL centers anymore, or they won't be centers going forward. It's and, a little um, bit like uh, yeah. when Adamakin Sue kicked an extra point. Yeah. He's, he was a kicker, <laughs> but yeah, ideally you want a kicker. You know what I mean? Not a guy yeah. who, you know, suited up once. You want a guy that's his role. Uh, Chewy's aboard. What's going on, Chewy? Chewy. Um, yeah, and I, I guess the conversation really is just, <clears throat> I, I mean, it comes back to like Danimals just throws out there. He's not sold on Horvat. Uh, says he's overperforming. It just, the conversation is, what do you think Horvat's going to bring to this team? And do you think... Where I, I I mean I think the national conversation is sure you 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 don't necessarily expect Horvat to continue at this clip, but could you fill out a roster in a top six, Larkin centering one of those lines and Horvat centering the other? No, I do want to say because there's a uh, we have our podcast listeners, we have obviously our YouTube audience is uh, slowly growing right now. Um, <clears throat> for all of you listening i uh so two weeks ago we were out because i was so sick i couldn't do it a week ago we had a hard stop because matt was sick yes that's me again and yes. now i'm carrying with me a new cold mm. pink eye from my son oh and uh i took his um um uh, 
earache as well. Yeah. So I've, I've, this has been, I told somebody at work, um, this is Are the you... worst January of my life. It, it, it's, this is just never ending. And now I just wanted to apologize because I can hear myself and how nasally and disgusting and goopy my voice is right now. Just. Wow. Um, I just thought you were getting in the spirit of, uh, the last of us coming out and being the new best show ever made. So I thought maybe you had some cordyceps, uh, you know, choking your, your throat and getting in your brain and turning you into a, a red wing zombie. That's what I thought was going on. God damn. That is the best TV. Like I, I, somebody asked me, I just got <clears throat> HBO max, Matt, And we were like, Oh, we got house of the dragon. And I watched like an episode. I'm kind of texting, you know, going on Instagram. Something violent happens. I look up like, oh, OK, that was violent. Oh, there's some incest, <laughs> you know, but I've been here before. And then Last of Us comes on like, wow, that is how you use a budget right there. Um, the acting has just been so good. Even though I played the game twice, um, it's it's still uh, was was thrilling for somebody who knows what's going to happen. Jim throwing out there. <clears throat> oh, this is great. I'm glad how I <laughs> scratched. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> for God's sake, get healthy. Jim, I can't. I can't. All right. I got the ticket. Well, the problem, I blame hey. Jared because he uh, he had some well-wishing for me to get healthy, and he wasted it on me. I was already feeling good, and we should have sent it Matt's way. So Jared's <laughs> still feeling great. Healthier. Yeah. I'm thriving right now. Um Here's oh, here got like, here's deer steak coursing through my 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 veins. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. I've got I've got kids in separate daycare classes, so they'll bring home separate diseases and viruses and fungi oh. from their respective classrooms. Plus, my wife's a doctor, so she loves bringing home stuff. Um, it's like survive, man. Your immune system would <clears throat> be incredible. I wish. I, I mean, maybe I should be dead right now, and I'm I'm fighting through it. Um, I was gonna say just for any podcast listeners out there that uh, the Last of Us podcast that goes over each episode, I usually yeah. hate that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's real good. Highly recommend it. It's like uh, an hour to thirty minutes uh, per episode, so. Uh, you get some insight, <clears throat> and I just I'm so in love with that show right now. I make um, sure you DM them so they send some traffic our way too. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. we hope you're enjoying this uh, zombie podcast. You know, if you just want to talk a little niche Red Wing hockey, um, <laughs> you got a Red Wings rant over there on Spotify um, and YouTube. Right. But we so, got to get into um, this, Matt. Yeah, here, let's let's go back into the order of the slides here. So we already mentioned um, we we did some light. Corvette Larkin conversation, and that's that's really what everybody wants to talk about. But Mike, we're a week removed from taking a huge ruddy dump all up and down Andrew Cop's chest. And <laughs> Mike, I damn it all to hell. I I would put in a I'd put in a guess he listens to the show because uh he took it to heart. He was he was upset about what we said last week when we showed off his numbers and we suggested maybe it wasn't such a good idea to give him all the minutes yeah. he was getting. He, re he really regretted that subscription. And then uh, it, it <laughs> felt like it really, you know, inspired him to start uh, playing a lot better, Matt. And lo and behold, he got a game winner last night. I mean, to, to like summarize everything, to re-summarize, I think what we landed on was we're, we're not like saying cop is done. 
we're not giving up. We weren't giving up on Cop. We were just challenging the whole idea that the the forcing him to be in the top six when his numbers clearly showed. They don't justify that spot. Right. Actually, you know what? I think I still queued that stuff up for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the goals, expected goals against per 60 was 3.03. And, uh, you know, what we threw out there most of the time, he's not starting in the offensive zone. So his zone starts start in the neutral zone or in the defensive zone. So he's starting at either, again, neutral or at a deficit. So, yeah, that would make sense. But actually, the entire team has that average. So... That's kind of that's that's kind of like one of the points I want to bring up today and why I think Andrew Kopp, as we keep again, we haven't really we're, we showed a picture. People listening to the podcast don't even know what we transitioned to. But we showed a picture of Andrew Kopp, of course, celebrating his overtime winning goal. Now we're showing uh, the charts again. Uh, Andrew Kopp only bested by Adam Ernie and Robbie Fabry uh, in regards to the um, 18th best. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The the worst of Detroit skaters uh, when it comes to expected goals for percentage, but still uh, by a couple of names too, uh, Andrew Kopp is beat out for expected goals against per 60, which again bothered me because the whole argument was, well, he's not an offensive guy, he's a defensive guy. So what happened last night, Mike, to give Andrew Kopp an 82.95 expected goals for percentage? Um, and look at this expected goals for per 60. Mike, if we had just put Andrew Kopp out there for 60 minutes, he would have put up eight goals last night <laughs> and only given up the 1.62. It's pretty it's impressive. Insane. I like it a lot. I think we extend that contract. <laughs> we do have to jump in the comments here too, because we do it. I have, I have a couple more things I want to discuss in regards to the success last night from Andrew Kopp. But again, um, like his one of the best games of the season. Uh, contextually, like, please remember. Uh, ben Ben Sherratt also had incredible numbers last night. He did. Um, <laughs> Jim says uh, in regards to me being sick and my wife. Hey now, hey, uh, Matt. Maybe your wife needs to give you more of an examination. Believe me, I've tried. Oh, he is uh, <laughs> sending that message to his wife right now, Jim. So appreciate you uh, helping him out there. All right, now Chewy. I've got an inner ear infection, stuffed nose, scratchy throat, diaphragm muscle strain, fun, fun. Chewy, we're dealing with the same stuff. Um, it's not a contest, Chewy. Stop <laughs> getting more symptoms. Get healthy, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if uh, something is just going around now that we're carrying the same thing. Um, Blake, 1991. There are eight centers in the league right now. I would take over Larkin. Crosby, Stamkos. Austin Matthews, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Barkoff, McKinnon, and maybe Elias Pettersson. Can I can I point out real quick my big case um, for Bo is Larkin sticks around. <sighs> In no way, shape, or form would that be a victory for us to just go one for one. I think that's the silliest thing. Elliot Friedman can, keeps pointing that out um, on uh, Thirty Two Thoughts. The the only way the you Elliot even enter- no, no, I was gonna say the only way you entertain that idea is if Larkin went up to Iceman and said, "I'm fucking done. I can't do this anymore." Then you then you move him. But outside right. of that, outside of that very dramatic um, exchange, no, it makes zero sense. Performance art, Crosby, nah. 
Uh, you got more cups than Larky. It, it is. I mean, you know, Blake, it, it, it is an interesting conversation. If you're saying right now you would trade Larkin for Crosby one for one, especially one of those guys being at the end of their career. But I'm guessing you mean in their prime. But um, well, I'll say no, I'm going to I'm going to say even today. Even today, you would take Sidney Crosby. What are you going to get from that? He's barely pulling his penguins into the playoffs. Well, I I think I would have the I would have the center who's 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 barely got his team outside the playoffs. So at least I'd get to watch hockey for another month. Performance art with the best point on all those centers. Uh, none of those centers are available. That's a that's a pretty good point there. Performance art. All right, now back to Andrew Cop. Now that we've uh, I never get to do that anymore. I've run, I ran through all the comments there. Uh, back to Andrew Cop, Mike. Um, this is this is something I wanted to share with you guys. Was what I thought the big difference was last night, and I was already talking about zone starts, Mike. And uh, between offensive zone starts, neutral zone starts, defensive zone starts, uh, zone starts, and then of course there's on the fly zone starts. That was fifty percent of the time. Uh, that our boy, Andrew Kopp, was starting his zone, starting his shift, sorry, was uh, on the fly. But one of the very rare times this season, if you want to take just from the faceoff, offensive, neutral, defensive zone, Andrew Kopp most of the time was coming offensive zone first. And that coincided with maybe his best game of the season. Hmm. Now, the numbers look amazing, <clears throat> and Cop really did look good on the offensive side of the puck. And, gosh, all season I've been told this is a defensive forward. But, goddamn, did he look really good. And I don't think, like, this is what we want to talk about, too. I, I told you, like, the entire season. Um, I think maybe I pulled that. Um the entire season, like everybody is is around like ten percent for the Detroit Red Wings offensive zone starts. That's not really out of the ordinary, uh, but it's not. There, there are higher numbers across the league. Um, so the Red Wings most of the time are starting in the deficit, neutral zone, or further back. That's the whole team, and especially oh. for Andrew Cop right here, who's nineteen percent of the time starting from the neutral zone. 11% of the time starting from the defensive zone. Again, we're saying last night, 25% of the time he was starting from the offensive zone as opposed to his normal. I know this is so silly because I just keep throwing out number after number, but opposed to his normal of 11%. So my copper boy, I think it's more accurate. You know, we got to come back to the two way forward conversation because um, when he gets those more offensive zone opportunities, he looks like a threat. And when he has been focused as a defensive zone specialist or neutral zone or defensive zone deficit starting point, it doesn't like he he's not coming back and, and getting the puck out of the zone, or at least when he's on the ice, the lines that have been built around him aren't getting the puck out of the zone. And that's just been like we mentioned last week in the numbers we showed earlier. Some people want to say, gosh darn it, he's coming back from that core injury. Well, that's why we took a very small sample from like the last few weeks and it was still the same result. 
what was the big change over last night? Well, one, we played the San Jose Sharks, and that's why most of the time we could start in the offensive zone. That was very different for the Detroit Red Wings and their trends so far this season. I mean, I could looking at this list right now, it's the highest one is Pew Suter at 14%, Michael Rasmussen 14%. Those are your highest percentages for offensive zones. And and of course, mo you know, more than half the time you're starting on the fly. Um so I just want to I want to give you guys that context there. So Andrew Kopp starting at 11% doesn't mean like there's other players on the team that are getting like 20, 30%. Um, but I do think it's it's worth the conversation. It's it's worth acknowledging that when Cop gets more offensive opportunities, I think we were all tweeting last night, holy crap, this is the Andrew Cop we thought we were getting. Now, it's one game. Uh, it's, uh, it's let's just San remember Jose it was Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, this you, you, he's basically playing against his peers, right? Um, in terms of what a, a number two center looks like. Um, so I, and he beat him. He beat I him. <laughs> I can beat a San Jose Sharks, uh, two line center. Yes. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to trash it. I, I'm still of the opinion that he's, you know, still. It's a, it's a really tough injury getting over like core surgeries it's it's incredibly tough we talked about it last episode transcends through other sports where you you look easily 30 to 40 percent less effective than you normally are just doing not even like superstar moves just like everyday you know skating striding you know looking to make a pass um but it also feels like one other thing that we got to touch on is I, it's not that cop is the worst player of all time. That's, you know, we, this show, we've, we've never made that argument. At least I haven't, Matt. I know you've been on his case a little bit more than I have. I just I, think that he's got to be in a spot to succeed. So I think it's a little bit easier to see that against the San Jose Sharks, who are cellar dwellers. But man, oh man, would he be excellent as a third line center? And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't know how. How many more slides uh, we got to hit before we get back into Bo, Bo Horvat and what a difference that could make? Um, or if that is another, you know, guy in a contract year, you know, about to Steven Weiss out of some cap money. Um, could be. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I don't own any Bo Horvat bobbleheads or jerseys. Uh, you know, he's he's got one season now that's, uh, you know, a, a little over halfway done. And he's barely a point of night guy, which is, you know, good. But, you know, he's never really done that before. He's 27, going to be turning 28. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping into Bo Horvat already. But I just want to make the point that Cop, I think he'd be at his best. One more line down, playing against guys that are kind of more his speed. I, as the guy who's been more tough on cop it's own like it comes back to the conversation and and how i tried to summarize it when we started this was like i don't for the life of me i don't hate cop and i'm not giving up on him this wasn't like that in no way is that part of the conversation but i started to wonder like what were we doing forcing it if we could see from an analytics perspective that he was bringing a deficit for the Red Wings and their ability pr to produce every game. I mean, he was so far down in the basement. Again, everybody could say what they wanted uh, about, look, he's he's coming back from a core injury. That was what I was challenging. It's like, okay, coming back from a core injury, 
the hell is this guy doing out there on our top six? Like, let's pull it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this was last night, and I, I, I we'll we'll get into uh, you know, Mike. The we'll do our best to mute this one too. I, I swear, there's going to be no sound this time. Uh, but this is right <laughs> off the face-off. Um, I, I mean, you get the face-off win, right? And then our, our we are saying too. Like, I, I did want to make sure part of the conversation. Like, it's not like that was a high skill goal. That was the result of a guy playing one of his best games of the season, and that was his reward. That was a guy who's sniffing the puck, like sniffing out the puck all night, and doing his best to create chances and get pucks on net. And when you do that all night, eventually things are going to roll your way. And that one did. And uh, I did want to make sure that was part of the conversation. And and if this is the Andrew cop that we're getting, like if he's, I think some people, I don't know if they're speaking out of turn. Cause I mean, statistically it wasn't there these last few weeks, but people have been saying they're noticing a faster Andrew cop. Um, I think it's easy to make that comment last night after I think he had one of the best games of the season. It's like, why weren't you saying this weeks ago? But anyway, um, if that actually is true, oh God, no, ah, I shared sound. Um, it's, like, it's blaring on on my side. Oh, I, we I can't hear it over either. here. You're, yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Um, um, but anyway, I mean, listen, that, we if, do want to give Cap point... some credit. We do want to give him some credit, right? But I also, I. I... <laughs> Just reminded of it based on that highlight um, that that was also kind of a coattails game because Rasmussen had one of his better games of the season, too. Um, oh, so sure. even on that goal, he yeah. took the goalie's attention and all three sharks with him. And, uh, you know, just kind of standing over there uh, at the gate going, hey, I'll, I'll put one in over here. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Um, if, if you had to pick a line mate last night, especially on the three on three situation, I, I feel like everybody was kicking a door down to get Ras. Yeah. He uh, he definitely uh, showed off his girth last night. He was uh, extra girthy um, against San Jose. They they didn't really have an answer for him. Dan was thrown out there. I'm not worried about Cop, but that last game, he just blindly made a center pass in the O-zone and threw away possession. Faceball. Uh, Faceball, yeah. Oh, Jim throwing out there. So this is this is six minutes ago, Mike. Rass was great last night. Great. Um Performance art, is there, uh, coming in, Mike, because you were coming in hot with the Horvat stuff, is there a world where Larkin actually gets traded? I really don't think that contract is happening, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, Craig throws out there, he agrees uh, with the second and third line center conversation with Cop. Jim throws out there, Horvat's face-off win percentage, 56%. Chewy throws out there, my transplant surgery was just rough for the 10 vertical incision and rebuild my core, and I wasn't an athlete. I feel for Cop and Larkin. Uh, Cop this year, Larkin last year. The previous year, year, yeah. Man. Chewy, we're going to have to do an interview to see what your recovery was like for that. Um, Performance art, throwing out a new conversation. I think Huso is burning out. I think... Yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna say that second goal uh, was a little, a little roughsky, uh, as far as not getting the leg pad out there and uh, just kind of banging away on the on the ankle. Um, it, although I did um, very much appreciate that goal since Timo Myers on my fantasy team. So hey, thank you, Huso, for helping me out last night. Man, <clears throat> I saw his uh, his player card from uh, J Fresh. He's at like 97 percent this year. His war. 
That's a guy. Uh, he's in a contract here too. <clears throat> oh, that's true. Um, that was some of the fun I was having earlier today. Um, was like, all right, if we get Horvat, what what are the next steps? Because um, again, get Timo Meyer. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Jim <laughs> thrown out there. Larkin's face-off win, fifty-four percent. I I don't think there's a Horvat coming to the Red Wings situation that also includes losing Larkin. I I don't. I think it's less than a wash. Does that make sense? So I think we're in the negative at that point if we're losing Larkin, gaining Horvat. Um, I, I think there's a lot. I mean, we're losing like, that trade unless they're thrown in like first round picks for the next couple seasons. Just yeah. anyway, like even if it was like, all right, well, we have Horvat. So if Larkin doesn't sign for what we want him to sign for, he's walking in free agency, which I think is even less likely than a trade. But I'm just saying in any fashion that this is plus Horvat minus Larkin, we're losing. Um, so I, I do want to stress that's. I don't think that, that Iserman would trade for another guy whose contract you got to figure out. What? I thought Horvat was up this season. I'm sorry. I, I missed what you said. His contract. Yeah. Isn't it up this season? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. No, not Larkin. Uh, Horvat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's not. Horvath's it's not improving the situation. It's a lateral. <laughs> it's a declining move for a, a lesser player and you still have to figure out a contract. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't see any smoke in that, uh, that area. No. Somebody uh, pointed out on the athletic hockey podcast that he grew up a Red Wings fan. No. Oh. Yeah. We so all maybe... did when they were awesome in 1998. I mean, come Very on. True. <laughs> um, but then he also gets to do contract negotiations with the captain of that team. How cool is that? All right. Um, all right. So I was trying to make this transition, but uh, Dylan Larkin gets his 400th career point last night. Okay. <clears throat> Real you ever go? You guys ever go fishing and uh, you get like your third minnow, and your parents are like, "Hey, take, hold it up, hold it up." You're like, "I don't. Please don't put this on any. Don't. Please, <laughs> no one wants to look at this." Um, that's a lot. I think Larkin got his 400th minnow. He he looks very thrilled in that photo, man. I, I think he looks pretty happy when I saw that. I We've talked about those stories before where I've um, talked with people who, who were at a – they were at a party that Dylan was at. And the yeah. whole time Dylan sat in the corner with his arms crossed and he didn't talk to anybody, which, I mean, that's how I operate in parties too. So don't worry uh, about question. that. Uh, behind him, is that um, a tiny hotel bottle size uh, alcohol or baby oil? Those those are both waters. I think we need to enhance that photo. I uh, recognize that bottle of water from a mile away. Okay. Are, uh, I think it's a couple of bottles of baby oil, and they're getting water. them uh, all lubed up for his four hundredth point. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's pretty cool. Um, I I don't know. I think it deserves <clears throat> a I think it deserves a minnow on the fishing line photo, but. Uh, we got we got bigger fish to fry. I, well, I just I just well, think that this guy doesn't really give a hoot about it, and it's 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 time to win some playoff games, man. I, let me. I, mean, I think it's nice for two this. seconds. It's nice for two seconds, hold, but hold eh. up. give me give me a second. I, I I wanted to bring up this picture for a reason. Yeah, I've been very critical of this. Is it because uh, Fabry moved his locker over to Larkin to try and look cool? Yeah. Is that why? 
I've been very critical of those, what I think are very lazy, whether you want to talk about the original barber pole or this reverse retro jersey. I do oh. not like them. I think it's very lazy. Okay. I like this sweatshirt. I don't know what it is. It's just a red sweatshirt that says Detroit across the front, and it's got a black string. And I'm re- I, I would right now, if the inside of that hood is black, I'm, I'm going to buy one. That is pretty sweet. I I really like that sweatshirt. I don't remember seeing this when we were going over all the extra apparel. I thought there was like a gray one. Chewy, what did you get? I think we 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 I feel like up. they photoshopped something out of the sweatshirt. That's what it looks like to me. Like it's really bare. Oh my god, this is great. All uh, right. <laughs> oh, Jared! Yes, my man. Jared, we are vibing, my man. First, he sent me all the good health, and now we're calling out the Photoshop, my man. Yeah, Chewy says his yes. sweatshirt was gray. But I, I want this red one with the black hood and the black string. Is this like when... Uh, Matt, also, Matt also wants to be Photoshopped in front of Larkin's locker. So, yeah. both of those. All right. Well, yeah. I had fun with that. Any loozles. Yeah. <clears throat> There's your boy, Mike... Um, Ninety-one percent projected war, even with, even with. Look at this. Wow! Did you know he could also play left wing, man? Huh? Did you know he could also play left wing? Yeah, I did. Did you? <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody's a center. Everybody's a wing. All right, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you remember when Alexander Ovechkin was winning. Um, what do they do? The first team All Star. He won the left wing and the right wing. <laughs> people are so stupid like even even hockey sports reporters don't watch hockey um the guys who vote on the awards don't watch hockey any hoozles um yeah yeah good good player card we know this right pretty good all right so here we are here's our rumors for Dylan, I want to start with the top one. Mike, I didn't label them, so I get to jump in here and introduce each one to you. Oh. I guess I guess you're going to know which one Dave Pegnotas is. <laughs> that one is from his Twitter account, Matt, but the other two I'm going in blind. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Bottom one, we'll do this one first because this is like the actual news. Um, comes from MLive, so this is Ansar Khan. Didn't label any sources but uh they have agreed mike the two sides uh if you're not familiar there's one side still in larkin the other side's the detroit red wings got it uh maximum eight-year term uh they remain apart on the aav the average annual value well red wings want them at eight mil larkin's camp eyeing closer to nine and a couple parties online without marking any sources said nine and a half I think the deal's getting done, and I think it's getting done sooner rather than later. The Red Wings themselves were called out to say once the All-Star break happens, they're going to get deeper into negotiations, and I think um, I'll say this. I think they're really close, and when we're going to talk about Bo Horvat, and I want to make sure Larkin's on the team, I would rather the Larkin... I almost said Bo Horvat. I would rather the Larkin contract was signed before he got before we picked up Bo, if we picked up Bo. Also not saying I need that to happen for the Red Wings to be successful, but if we did pick up Bo, I don't want it to st- I don't want it to be leverage that Steve Eisman uses to make Larkin sad. This, if this is true, 
I don't know who's leaking this stuff, but if this oh is God, true, wait. Matt. Breaking. What? Nobody oh, that is breaking that news. Jared shop. confirmed Thanks, Jared. Photosh photoshopped hoodie not available yet. Jared, if you want to Photoshop it into the shop, that might work. <laughs> um, so the sides <laughs> have agreed on the maximum eight-year term. I was just getting my thoughts back. Oh, yeah, if this is true, if this is an actual leak of what's actually happening, this is hilarious to me because the Red Wings are going to look like superstars if they give him a little bump closer to that nine mil. Cause I think we talked about how important he is to this team. Uh, culture wise, leadership wise, locker room wise, point wise, defensive wise, offensive wise, neutral zone, whatever part of the ice you want, anything Red Wing related. You cannot let this guy leave unless you want to set the, the whole franchise back eight to 10 years. So for him to just say, yeah, I'm good at like nine. And we know that the cap is going to go up. And I think there's a lot of worlds where you could justify him getting around 10 million and more um this is an absolute win for this team and i think it's part of the reason when they they probably put a number on a contract and you know shot it over to the agent and a fax i think they still fax um yeah they when when larkin didn't laugh it off the table they probably looked at each other like whoa we can make some moves happen so this makes me feel more confident about us being buyers at the deadline because I, I, I think they would have punted Ooh. if he was looking for a bigger number. Oh man. I was this even, is this I, I is actually if this is if this is true, this is gargantuan news to me, because it tells me we're gonna be buyers at the deadline. Well, I'm I'm pulling up uh one of our buddies here because uh, we've talked about his contract before. And um, I just I, I I figured it was worth mentioning again. It's worth those comparisons that we've already talked about. Um, we've already talked about Dylan Larkin having the ninety one percent projected WAR percentage uh, for the mm -hmm. rest of the season, and his counterpart from his own agent Matt Barzell, who's running with that nine. You know, uh, Jay Fresh here has it at nine point two. It's at nine point one two five mil. It's at a 72% projected war. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you want to go by advanced analytics to compare two guys, one of them is much better than the other, and that would be Dylan. And if Dylan walks away with eight years and less than Matthew Barzell, Mike, that's how the Tampa Bay Lightning got built. I mean, I, re I remember when we were discussing Steven Stamkos coming over to the Red Wings reading in the paper that he took less to stay with Tampa when the, what compared to what the Red Wings would have offered to bring him over to Detroit, which then brought the conversation, like for us as Red Wings fans, we were like, oh, wow, we are not a destination at all. Right. But we've seen some things that Steve has done um, that have put some question marks up, you know, raised some eyebrows regarding like uh, some of the free agent acquisitions and again i think the easy one to point to is ben Chirot. um but this would be a huge win this would be something on our side this would be the oh this is back to the iser plan i would just caution everyone not to get too iser planny or else you feel like the guy who made the top comment when we talk about the hat mike you could you know what this is your job i need you to put a guess out there who made this comment? When we talk about hashtag Iserplan, you're all in or not. 
no gray. So first of all, anything you're hearing that doesn't come out of Steve Eiserman's mouth himself. Oh, I gave it away. Or if I didn't hear from Chris Draper, my good buddy, or somebody next to him, I don't put too much stock into it. Although the term seems to be agreed upon. <laughs> I love that that part's in there, which I think is going to be a big deal. Uh, I, I mean... I brought, is this I play, a is this a former uh, is this a, a former guest to the show? Former guest to the show. Big fan of uh, the lettuce, if you will. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, track. oh, part of the grind line, huh? Yeah, for sure. All right, oh, that's yeah. that's our boy Darren McCarty. Now, yeah. <clears throat> Mike, I I brought this up and I I wanted to bring it up in the conversation. I I think the ship has sailed, Mike. I think we could give up on Darren McCarty. Um, being a trustworthy source uh, of <laughs> not not necessarily any information on Dylan Larkin, but this comment is so insane to me. Like we talked about it when he was on our show and he said, you know, just trust the Iser plan. There's zero accountability that needs to be held in that front office. <laughs> I think we're done, right? Like we're good. <laughs> this is insane to me. There's no gray. There's no middle ground. You either love Ben Schrott or you f you fucking hate Steve Eiserman's guts. It's like, that's it. There's no middle. Um, I just thought this was insane. I wanted to bring it up. But there's yeah. also another little ditty in regards to Dylan Larkin and the rumors. Um, and Dave Pagnota throws out there, this, this gets back to like the numbers, but um, there's a sizable gap. And if you listen to Pagnota's um, video, uh, that this tweet was attached to, he says that Dylan Larkin's camp, Mike, was not happy. <gasps> Uh-oh. Um, Mike, that's a super weak statement uh, for that to mean too much. Uh, um, Dave puts it out there. I, what Do we know the timeline of uh, David and then was it Prashanth on the bottom? No, that was uh, Ansar Khan. Um, oh, Ansar, uh, Ansar and uh, David. Which one's more recent? I believe Ansar came out the day after Dave's uh, little rant online. Um, really rant. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like if the second one came after, even if it even if it came before, I don't know how I feel about David. I mean, uh, it's. I'm sorry. I, if they're if that's the neighborhood and they're unhappy about it being um, a little bit under nine, uh, this it's silly. I mean, this is a home run for the Red Wings if they sign this guy around you know nine and lower. That's they win. They they win the contract negotiation. That's that's a an incredible bargain for a first line center um, who's so rooted in this community. Uh, it would it would. Oof, it would be a a, a a franchise travesty to let him go. This this is a home run. So that that is for me. There's no smoke with David. Um, there's no way they're upset. If if this is what they're guessing at, if it was eight and thirteen, yeah, they'd probably be pretty upset, right? Larkin's camp saying, "Whoa, I mean, we know the cap's going up, and look at my numbers, and this team stinks, and you don't surround me with any good players." You know, that would be, whoa, okay, now we're in trouble, and I'd start to believe it. But if it's <laughs> quibbling over hundreds of thousands, you know, 
either you know being adjacent to a lake here in Waterford or on the lake, I, I think they're going to figure it out. We do have uh, more breaking news um, to pretty oh much make the Bo Hor Horvat trade official. Jim Johnson letting us know that the Wings acquired uh, Sergachev and Timo in a three-way trade. Uh, and this, this, of course, he labeled from, from Elliot Friedman. I, I like it. Mike, we've got um, – we've just basically Wait, taken the whole team and moved them down. Why, below that why is Tampa line? giving up Sergachev? I, I, forgive me. What What is that? What are we doing? What, is Elliot up, Friedman just drunk tweeting? What is this? No, no, no. Jim's kidding. Okay. So I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought for sure you, <laughs> I thought I set it up. I thought I, I laid it on. So thick. I know this league is bananas sometimes, but I, you know. All right. I think, I think it's time we all need a breather and we'll be gone right. for a minute and eight seconds. We'll be, we'll be right I got to reset back. after that trade, Jim. Whew. Oh my yeah, God. Sorry, sorry about that. I, for anybody that got really excited, I, I, that was a Jim joke. Um, unless maybe, maybe I should go to Twitter right now and I'm missing something huge. All but, right. Let's uh, all check our tweets and then uh, we'll come back okay, after these, you guys have these a minute messages. To check your tweets. <laughs> Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You could feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. NFC, AFC championship games, guys. I know they're can't miss for me. You want to add a little more juice this weekend. You know what to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we're back. Ooh, we got the Wait Bo Horvat slide up. Wait a minute, that's Bo Horvat. What's he doing up here? Um, that's a uh, gonna be a second liner in Detroit. Oh hell yeah, it is. Woo <laughs> um, I mean, there there's so much to this conversation about Bo and uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Bo. 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 About Boo. Uh, I know. I thought I was talking to Kenny Omega for a second. Without further ado. <laughs> um, and it, it's not it's not just to the end that right now that that uh, reported from Donnie and Dali, um, that the number one and number two teams. I, I guess he didn't really put them in order. Looking at Bo right now are Boston and Detroit. Clearly, one of those teams is. I in a Stanley Cup as they roll through the entire NHL right now and they wonder what else could we do to this league? And the other team uh, would probably be looking for that sign and trade opportunity, which of course, I don't know if Boston necessarily is looking for that. And the Horvat option doesn't really go away if he goes to Boston because there's a pretty good chance he'll still hit the free agent market at that point. Is that somebody that I'm like, all right, game changer. 
I think I compared compared to this past season, Mike. If you just took out Andrew Cop, which we all agreed, like the Red Wings needed to look at a center, and we were talking about Vincent Trocheck. Andrew Cop came aboard. We were like, okay, Michigan boy, he's a great two way center, and we were like, let's. I'm all about it. Let's do it. I think I think if you sign Bo Horvat to that same. Well, yeah, if you sign him to the same contract, holy shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, you're spending more on Bo Horvat, but uh, considerably, considerably more. I think he's already declined an 8 mil per year option from Vancouver. Oof. Um, but well, that might, I wouldn't say that he – I don't think that he thinks that he's 9 mil. I think he's rejecting an 8 mil a year from Vancouver. That is also very true. But what the like the final kind of thought here was just going to be that is the kind of thing where I'm going to sit up in my chair. And I think right now, if I, you know, like if you guys thought about the conversation that way, that the Red Wings did make a huge splash in free agency. And that to me, that's like a huge upgrade, especially like if Larkin is signed and the conversation is turning to this, oh my God, we have a guy that's been. A, you have a, a a one B and a one B. I th I, th I heard that described uh, last uh, last week. I think it, I think it was Ryan Lambert on on Puck Soup, and they were saying like, there's a difference between signing Bo Horvat and thinking like, you know what? This is similar too to the conversation we had with Max Boltman, where like when you sign players to specific spots on teams, it's 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 more effective depending on where they're going to land. And I felt like I never got that point out, that point across. But if you're signing Bo Horvat because you need to fill your your number one center role, and then everything else is filling out underneath it, I think that's like a thing to be less excited about. I feel like that's where Pavel Datsuk is leaving, and you need to replace, you know, as as we dealt with um, in our 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 YC and Nielsen days, uh, more Nielsen in that conversation, but. This, this would be something where you, if you have Larkin inked and you're talking about a conversation of your your top six is going to be good at center because Larkin's your one C, Bo's your two C. Season goes along and one starts to stand out above the other. One can have more minutes, but that is a positive conversation. That's an upgrade, I would think, to your team. I think the toughest part about trading for Horvat is um, knowing he's going to be a free agent. I, this, uh, you know, like Prashanth makes the comment about, you know, you'll be a better team, but how much better a team will you be? Like, will you be able to leapfrog enough teams to make this, you know, a playoff season? And when you get in the playoffs, are you even going to win any games? Um, so I, I think in that regard, knowing how much Iserman values, um, you know, the guys that he's handpicked in drafts um, and draft picks specifically. Um, if they're going to give up, you know, on Horvat, I don't know. I, I think I would be pretty surprised to see the Red Wings um, make that move. And I feel like they would rather be patient and see if they could sign him in the off season, even though it is putting in that risk of him being seduced by other teams and you don't really get to have him, you know, get his, his feet wet here. Um, you know, playing the last quarter of the season in Detroit. Um, Does anybody know the rules on like, 
you know when like a team allows their player to negotiate with their future trade partner <clears throat> like i don't like, could I well it's be not like, the player reaching out it's their agent doing it for them you know what i mean like kind of figuring out what you'd be doing uh city-wise team-wise role-wise uh, showing interest i know i know that bo doesn't call steve and say hey man i'm thinking about this i'm a new contract. well that's that's what it is it's the agent reaching out so okay. he's uses him as an inter intermediary well well you're so insulted i'm just saying that's that's what happens i'm just all right so when the agent calls not okay. bo horvat when he when the agent picks up his phone mic and dials those numbers now that uh -huh. we're we're all on the same page now okay I wonder, like, what, like, are these conversations monitored? Is there a conversation that could be had of, like, what are your plans for the future? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, how, how in depth can these conversations go? Are they just, it's just, yeah, you can call them, you can talk about whatever the hell you want, and you could take any chance you want on whatever I'm about to say. That has nothing. I'm not, I'm just like throwing I... that out there as like a point of conversation. I'm not, uh, Oh, I, I'm. I don't understand your concern. Are you worried about like? Do you think that's like a tampering thing, or that no, you're limited like in the conversation? No, like given permission. I'm. It, it would just be interesting to like find out that Steve was like, "Well, yeah, we talked to him. He he said he was going to hit the free agent market, and then we we hooked ourselves up later on without any cost." I wouldn't say that if it wasn't a point brought up by the Athletic Hockey Show that he's a. He's a Red Wings fan. I'm, I'm, I'm being a silly heart. I, I don't, I, we don't have to put too much thought into this. I was trying to have fun. No, I mean, I, I feel like they write stuff like that, um, you know, just to get some more clicks on people who subscribe to the Athletic and read Detroit Red Wing articles. So it, you know, gets the gets the clicks up on that one. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um... <laughs> I'm just saying, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a lot to that. I mean, I, I see what well, you're getting at. Where thing, just you know, I, yeah, I see what you're getting at. He's if, always playing 4D chess, you know, like uh, he's, he's just like when he signs Ben Sherratt. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, 6D chess. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, what dimension is he good at hockey? Um, so I now J yeah. Jared throws out there. Anyone else think Matt is quite a bit quitter? quieter? Quieter. Quieter. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm also a very loud person, so that could be contributing. And Matt is sick, Jared. We have been over this a couple times today. Your healing powers were directed at the wrong brother. <gasps> um, what else do we have on here? Uh, what are the What do the comments say? Do people think that they want to give up Red Wing assets for Bo Horvat, or do they want to be patient and just see what happens in free agency? Whoa, look at Chewy. Look at this badass. Trade Larks and sign him back. <laughs> Chewy, that only works with the video game. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, Dan B, Iserman doesn't deal for Horvat without knowing an extension is happening. Mm, see, that's what Matt was kind of alluding to, and I was giving him some grief over it. That, I think that's that would be an important part. And then Jim uh, Johnson saying if Horvat ends up as a rental on a playoff team, he may not sign an extension. A lot of them um, are up against the cap. So yeah, another important point to make there. Um, and we're not. We're going to have like like 40 mil open next season. It's a pretty wide open cap sheet. I know we got to account for Larkin and Bertuzzi, but, you know. I do have cap friendly up. I, uh, 
I haven't looked at that number in a little bit. And then Dan uh, B saying uh, he has been given uh, permissions has, given has by the given. is given was, by the Canucks. Right now, the Canucks said no, nobody can can talk to Bo. They they made a statement. Nobody's talking to Bo, which uh, also was, was Ain't yo Bo by, no mo. <laughs> it was talked about by Elliot Friedman and uh, Jeff Merrick was that teams will find a way. Somebody will just find the agent, find the player while they're alone. So and they'll go, oh, fancy running into you, which yeah. I, I learned that this week. I thought was I thought was pretty cool, which is kind of like learning all those things, which is where I was like, well, does Steve Eiserman like come out from under the Bruins? And he's like, hey, I'm not going to trade for you right now because I don't want to lose anything, but we're trying to build something here, buddy. You don't sign with Boston. You can come over here later. And by the way, the uh, projected cap space for next season is at, whew, buckle in, 41 million. Obviously, uh, 571,000. Obviously, it's a little misleading because we know that there's you know going to be uh, money going Larkin's way, probably going Bertuzzi's way unless he gets traded. Um, but I mean, those are those are your two big money guys, and then uh, you got a lot to play with there. If you want to look at Bobo and uh, I don't know, maybe Timo. I don't know, Matt. <laughs> um, it is interesting. The deadline cap space from Cap Friendly, the estimate is at twenty six million right now. Hmm. So they figure in when players are put on LTIR and I don't know. It's it's like there's a, a savings that builds up, which I feel like I'm learning right now as I'm looking at cap friendly. And that would be a little extra space to play around with in case anybody was wondering how they get that done. Um, <clears throat> Daniel's thrown out there. I believe I heard Vancouver did allow other teams to talk to Horvat. The thing I heard this morning was that they, they officially haven't allowed uh Bowers agent to speak to anybody um Shane Barry could Eiserman take Austin Matthews if he goes to trade next season if he doesn't get an all-star this year I read that incorrectly um so if he doesn't get an all-star this year is Eiserman I I think absolutely Eiserman would put, I, I think he's in on everyone at all times and I think all GMs are right I think they consider everything um but I think every GM is would kind of play that game. There, there are a lot of things I would give up for Austin Matthews, and I'm sure Toronto. After they lose in the playoffs this yeah, year, yeah, can you imagine he'd be if he wasn't uh, cursed by that jersey he's wearing? Woo! It's <laughs> yeah, like 200 it's... points and like four straight Stanley Cups. My God! If if you guys want any shot at Austin Matthews, you are rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round, and I will be. Um, I don't hate the Tampa Bay Lightning. A lot of people do because they won a couple of cups in a row, and this would be, you know, if they make it again for at least four Stanley Cup finals in a row. But um, something about Iserman building that team that gives me the warm and fuzzies. But uh, I'm rooting for Tampa just to see the absolute chaos and disaster that Toronto's front office will be um, and their roster and that, that I am all about. Um, <clears throat> Dan B, that sort of stuff costs you draft picks and fines. It's if you get caught talking about the uh, running into players and agents. Uh, you got to think too. Like I like this stuff happens all the time. I, I I never think like when teams get caught 
doing this kind of thing. It's because word has gotten around that teams are doing it. And so people start looking like that's when they start to like, all right, we got to clamp this shit down and somebody's getting in trouble. Um, so anyways, I mean, it's, it's all very silly. Like most of the time with, with when there's smoke with these um, rumors about where guys want to go and where they want to play, it's usually the agent getting that out there. And it's not like there's really handcuffs on the agent to not say my players, uh, he grew up as a Red Wings fan. So then in trade negotiations, it can kind of be like, hey, uh, you know, you want to keep up with that offer? I know I got the Red Wings one on the back door, you know. So it's, it's I think it's very easy to um, circumnavigate, essentially. Uh, Danimals throws out there, Mike, you ask everyone for their opinion on the Bo Horvat trade. Definitely be patient and wait, in my opinion. Um, so that's, of course, uh, we could go back to what Vancouver's actually asking for. They don't, they don't want draft picks because they're retooling. They're not rebuilding, Mike. They want guys at the end of their ELCs. They want uh, guys that have some established NHL um, backing to, Oof. you know, their their career numbers so far. Um, so a lot of people. Wait, does that mean in... my beloved Soderblom? Um, I absolutely think it does. Um, I think they probably see what Berggren's been doing so far this year and ask for him, and that would break me. Heronic is uh, so that that like the the word on the street would be like three players. Um, so you gotta you're probably looking at losing some guys you're really attached to, and it might be since they don't want the. I'm so prospects. attached to Ben Sherat, man. You have no idea. <laughs> Please don't take him, Vancouver. <clears throat> well, they're not asking your opinion right now, Mike. I'm Damn. sure they're not listening. So let's see. If I look at this real quick, maybe you'd be lucky to like throw in Bertuzzi. I'd I'm I'm okay, you know, Bertuzzi, Heronic, bye bye, but yeah, you gotta lose like a Berggren or a or a Soderblom. <clears throat> I gotta think. Sorry. I I can't imagine they're gonna wanna I can't imagine Steve yeah, getting a rental. I, I, oof, man. Maybe Albert Johansson has done enough. I mean, you, you, you probably want to get rid of some of these defensemen, right? Cause you, you figure you've built a pretty good pool. It's the forwards I'd be scared to give away because you're, you're just putting yourself in the deficit because it's already been the side that's been harder to draft. Shoot, and then um, you've got and then you've got Casper coming up. So how much do you really want to invest in a second line center when you're hoping Marco Casper is going to fill that role in a couple of years? Oh God, this is so hard. All right, we got an easier question. John wants to know, <clears throat> wondering about Adam Ernie. Think he stays or gets traded? I don't think anybody wants him. Uh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to have a team that wants to give up something to get them, and I don't think that's going to be an issue. If the Red Wings are making moves and picking people up, uh, you'll probably be able to find them on the waiver wire. So I, I don't think you have to give up any assets to acquire him. So, and he's yeah, and he's a UFA too. So we're we're Adam Ernie will be gone. Um... Yeah, nothing against him. He's you know Butters Stotch. He's the perfect little void filler until our prospects are ready or we acquire you know. Uh, championship talent. I can, you know what? I can picture it though in the off season, seeing that come up on the dial. Adam Ernie, one year, nine you know, mil, 
No. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they're just hedging their bet. All right. Jim throw it out there. Trade Bert and Ernie. Yeah, that'll get that'll get Horvat. Bert and Zadina for Horvat. I mean that yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Go for it. I mean he says uh... no. Vancouver says no. Um performance art. Uh Matthews will let Toronto go. Mm. Mm, very interesting. Dan B, Zadina, Valeno, Rasmussen for Horvat. And a second. Oh man, Vancouver. Hell no. They they are not doing that at all. I, that's my. I'm doing. I'm 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 not giving this much thought, but I I gotta think. I would do that in a heartbeat as Steve Eiserman, if they were calling right now, going, "Hey, those. You know those guys they, that struggle to like find a spot on your team. <clears throat> you know the uh, the healthy scratch guy, uh, your fourth line <laughs> center." And your third line center, sometimes wing, because, you know, he's not quite there yet. How about that for our top center? And you can slot him at number two. And what the hell? We'll throw in a, a pretty good draft pick. I know. I, Who I says you, no? You're you're crazy, Dan. Get out of here. You're, I mean, I like, for, I like it for us. I like it for us. The ticket to yeah. the Tigers trade deadline move. Can we um, throw in Fabry and get Patterson? You know, is that too much? We're, you know, we're being too mean to Dan. I, j- I just don't. I, they're they're looking for those Bergrens. They're looking for the guys that you guys are in love with right now. Um, but you're you're fast. You're you're hoping you're making that decision, right? You're fast forwarding the Iser plan. Our wait here, which is feels like, God, what? Uh, well, that's you know what? Okay. Um. Ah, uh-huh. Dad says sorry. Been drinking. It's, it's okay, buddy. I I <laughs> no. don't think we we went too hard. We we were too mean. <laughs> Dan, I don't even drink, and I mispronounce every other player's name. I call half the guy Samuelson. Um, Irvine Man, Poker. Irvine. Yeah, I'm asking for Edmondson. That's not outside of the realm. That's at uh, all. that's a short that's... phone call, my friend. Click. Yeah, that's true. They can ask for him. No, but, you know, as far as talking about the 4D chess and how enamored we are of the Dancing Bear, uh, Bear Grimm and Soderblom, 4D chess, Matt, were they just getting cameos so they could get audition tapes for Eisman to send them out for trade feelers? And Eisman's much more enamored of other prospects that we have? I don't know. I mean, we just like him because we saw a few games of him on TV and they were okay a few times. <laughs> well, like, what, what if it's it... Jacob? What if it's the Troy Tigers Jacob Turner syndrome? Oh, what a prospect. Oh, he had like one good start. His ERA's under five. And then you just trade him for a, a real player, you know, in Miguel Cabrera. But, like, oh, well, yeah, all those World Series championships really worked out. Um,. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I know what you're saying, but like, Bergeron to me, like you're looking at a guy who's like, we, we said it, a while ago, like that guy's good to go, shifted, like he's turnkey, he's a player that is ready. You don't, you're not adding anything to it. Um, you see this guy making these cross ass, cri- cross ass, cross ass passes. <laughs> I hope these that sticks. I like cross ass passes. Uh... <laughs> so he's got his his cheeks squished. Okay, I don't know. Okay, that's enough. This is a bad improv. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, last night it, it was something where um, 
Bergeron's almost just playing around and getting these passes to Perron, getting them over to Lucas Raymond, whoever he's on the ice with. He just finds anyone. And, and, and also, how many times have we shown a highlight where Bergeron's always in the right exact spot he needs to be to pick up a rebound and slap one in the back of the net? He's got great awareness for his age, which is obviously just going to get better. And, and the type of game that he's playing as a playmaker will just get better as he starts to figure out more and more what this league is all about. So I, I don't know. It's not like Jacob Turner where we drafted him high. We haven't seen him yet. And it could go wrong. Like Berggren, we've seen him. It looks good. Soderblom, if we were honest, Mike, would you rather have Soderblom or Berggren? I'd, I'd rather have Berggren right Soderblom. now. Hey! All right. Wait a minute. Well, this is the Soderblom program, man. I don't know what you're going on about. I'm just I just want to put that thought in your guys' heads that Iserman playing the 4D chess. I might be a showcase for these guys to be available in trades. Jim Johnson throwing the yeah, gauntlet down, saying, How about Verana? I wonder what Detroit will plan for him. Um, well, he's obviously not getting traded since he is available for free and nobody wanted him. Um I think that all they can really do is wait and see if he figures it out because they're still going to be on the hook for this year's salary and next year. Yeah, I got a... Man, did you see that video? I think it's like Access Hockey Michigan. I, I don't know. They God, they asked him like the worst question in the world and you could see it like broke him. And this is a guy who's dealing with so many mental issues. I was like, what are you asking him that for? But... um. Do you remember the question? Yeah. Clearly he's struggling, but they like he hadn't scored a goal yet when they asked him this. And they were like, Do you think you've done enough to get called up? And um Verana like smiled when he turned to them to take the question. And then he just was like like just stared off. And I was like, Oh, buddy. Like he's struggling. You we we could see and he's doing much better right now. Like now we're seeing some goals going in, we're seeing Verona skate better. This was before that, and I was oh my god, I, I was crushed. I do think one more week, like we've seen from Verona and maybe the production goes up, that uh, that conversation of him coming coming back up uh can get hot again. But um probably until that happens, what Verona's answer was is it's not my choice anyway. I do what I'm told to do. I'm going to play my best, and then hopefully things will work out, is what his answer was as he was crushed. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't believe somebody would ask him that. <laughs> With At the time, was like one goal in like eight games and being scratched a couple times. I just was like, why Why would you ask him that? Yeah. What do you want I, say? I mean, there's not a lot you can really ask him. You know, <clears throat> hey, he had a good uh, practice recently. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're you're kind of in that arena. We're paying you five million. Uh, you might have to answer a tough question, and you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get that spark going in him again. But uh, I I can't hate the guy for asking. I can't hate him. Yeah, I guess not. I, I just. I mean, we're at a do what a dozen games over a dozen games. Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah, just. I mean, this is a guy who struggled with a lot so far this year. So it's like you want him to say out loud. No, I I suck, man. I fucking blow. Clearly, I took a huge mental hit, and I'm t it's gonna take a lot for me to come back. It's like, what was the answer you were looking for there? That's why I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? 
I know. We're very protective of our routine. guys. Like, uh, you know, who's that bozo asking Larkin about his contract uh, right before the game started? Uh, uh, Biz. Paul Biz. Yeah, Biz. On, yeah. Douchebag. All right. We need to wrap up. I said Verano <laughs> would be the last subject. Not a friend of the show, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, Biz. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He did retweet us once. A um, uh, friend of the show. Everything he says is really smart. <laughs> All right. Um, official stance on Bo Horvat. Um, I think it, it's. I think it's an interesting. If that is the vision of the Iser plan, to like build up two really solid top lines, and then you just cross your fingers that your super duper star comes along. I don't hate it. Um, and that's. I guess I'm not gonna be angry if we trade for Bo. But I think we talked about Bo Horvat like a month ago uh, when Vancouver first started struggling. And I immediately was like, nah, I'm good. And I think I need to land on that. But also, if we do trade for him, since we're listed as one of two teams interested, um, I'm not going to be angry. We're trading for a 28-year-old guy in a contract year having the best year of his life when he's never really had these numbers before. Um, so he's got best case scenario. He'll replicate them for two to three years. Is that worth giving up a couple of, you know, like the dancing bear, a draft pick and I don't know, Heronic who, you know, uh, was it, was it Jay fresh who had him worth 9 million a year? Who was it? Uh, Dom uh, Lushizen. That was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Eiserman, uh, I don't know if he's really big on the sizzle. So I, I would be shocked if we traded um, like current NHLers and prospects that we already love for this guy. Um, I would think that they're going to wait till the offseason, kind of see where the chips fall because, uh, you know, they're they're probably not a player away. They're probably two to three players away from making noise in the playoffs. So him on his own does not do enough. So it would be a, a very shocking move to get Bo. All right. Uh, guys, we will see you later. Thanks, uh, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that like button if you've got a second right now. And, of course, uh, if you guys are listening to us on, uh, I think it's right below Mike over there. Um, not, not, not that way so much. Hold on. Not that way so much. That way so much. Yeah. Hit that like button. Hit the thumbs up. Yeah. Hit the thumbs up button. Yeah. Every time you do, I'll giggle. <laughs> Wait, where's my mouse? Uh, we're getting... Da-da. That's the thumb down button, right, Chewy? Um, <laughs> Chewy throws out there. Come on, guys, <laughs> smash that like button. Thanks, Chewy. Uh, Dan B., great show, boys. Get healthy, Matt. Thanks, Dan. Dan, Dan I, I love you, man. I appreciate you wishing Jared, can you send me I'm some like... well wishes? I'm feeling a little, yeah, a little sprightly. Yeah. I'm like Jared, who likes wishing Mike well. While he I appreciate it, Jared. I can't say it life. enough. Yeah. Life of leisure over there in Dylan Larkin's hometown. Peace out. Throw your dubs up for the waterfall. That's what they say. Thanks, Jared. It, Jared. <laughs> That's my guy over there. All right. Um, Jared, see you guys. Uh, yep, we'll get each other we'll Photoshop sweatshirts. Week. I don't know what, yeah. what that was so clunky. All right. Toodaloo. We'll see you later. We'll see you some other time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Jobin. What do you do?